the Summer State Studios. This is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 25, presented by IcetimeHockeyWest.com and brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at Liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com is your hockey superstore with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Indiana Tech University for ticket and schedule information for the two-time ACHA National Champions. Go to IndianaTechWarriors.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. University of Georgia Hockey, power school athletics tradition, college town atmosphere, and the building of a program like no other at UGAHockey.com. College Hockey, Inc., growing the game at the college level and beyond. Adrian College, championship hockey culture, and a nationally rated small private school education at AdrianBulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, with Caesars Rewards, Members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. Maryville University, the big city style of St. Louis, small school education. For more information, visit us at MaryvilleSaints.com or at Maryville.edu. Summer Skates, order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. University of Mary Hockey, top flight hockey, intense rivalries, championship aspirations, and more. For schedule and ticket information, go to GoYouMarry.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app, the only app that lets you earn Caesars rewards, but please play responsibly. FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us tonight on this Wednesday night. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, for very good reason, I might add. And my co-host, as always, from that championship city of Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen Marsh. Stephen, how are you tonight? I'm good. It was just a run-of-the-mill September Wednesday here in Las Vegas today. Nothing unusual uh, in the skies or anything like that. Uh, yeah, nothing unusual in the skies or on the ice. As uh, somebody got underway today, I understand, in, in training camp. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of teams have gotten underway in training camp. They're doing a lot of media day stuff, you know, filming stuff for their social media pages and broadcasts and stuff like that. And then and then I'll probably do some testing and things like that. And then... And then they'll be uh, on the ice tomorrow for, for practice together, first time as, uh, as, as the new season. So, uh, yeah, exciting times there. And uh, Well, get, the, guess where I was. Well, you're, you're in a much better place than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Springfield, Missouri today. Oh. I am, I am proud Spring, to welcome. Spring Vegas, as they call it. Spring yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And I, was, uh, I am very proud to announce that we have a new partner on the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. It is the Drury University M2 program. And uh, man, a great visit. Our guest tonight with uh, head coach Jeremy Law and assistant coach Cliff Cook joined me. So I've got about- Now, uh, now if, those, if, 
ding, ding, ding. If those names sound familiar to you, yes, they've been in the ACHA circles for a bit with another program and uh, previously with Missouri State, but now they've moved on and now they're... Okay, let me, let, me, let me tell you how far they moved on. <laughs> uh, about three and a half feet. They moved across the hallway into their Drury University Panther locker room. Wow. And uh, as I witnessed today, they've got eyes on their door, Panther eyes. So it's, it's, they're, so, so they're it's watching even, what's it's, going on across the hall. It's even closer, like if you move from Vegas to Henderson? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, much closer than that. I mean, I couldn't even <laughs> lay down across the hallway uh, to where they are. So, yeah, they, they've moved a very short distance. Is, is that and, after you stretch your arms out all the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have to do that. <laughs> but uh, I got to watch some practice today. Got to talk with uh, coaches, uh, Law and Cook, and got the lowdown on what's going on at Drury. If you haven't been watching them on social media, shame on you. And second of all, if you have been watching them, uh, it is exciting in person as it is on social media. Um, did, what did they you, are uh... doing. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead and finish your thought. No, I was just going to say what they are doing uh, at this university is incredible. Stephen, they're celebrating 150 years uh, of the university, but this is the second year of M2 hockey, and they are on the rise. I'm not kidding. This program is going places. And, of course, they have a very famous alum out of uh, Drury uh, was college at the time, now university. Of course, we mentioned when the passing of Bob Barker took place. Of course, Bob Barker roamed through there and and it, during his time and and uh, so that's. And exciting. can I tell you, Co- Coach Cook reminded me that it's not just Bob Barker to the Drury fans; it's Doctor Barker. Oh, Doctor Barker. Yeah. So don't you get that one wrong again. <laughs> and of course, his uh, his, his lovely uh, late wife that was uh, there too. So I mean, it's uh, exciting exciting yeah there's so many things going on at that university and boy the city of springfield is uh is really booming in the hockey world you know i love jordan valley ice center i think it's beautiful uh two rinks uh they're immaculate um the locker room you know how you take two teams like this and put them in side by side and the locker rooms are mere images of each other so So they share the same they share the same building with missouri state no they, they share not only the same building there's a hallway that divides their two locker rooms. Oh, you, you ain't right. Well, you ain't kidding. <laughs> no, no. You go right to the Missouri State locker room. You go left to the Drury locker room, and they're mirror images of each other, just on the other side of the wall, basically. Wow. It's uh, it's incredible. And uh, I got to watch practice today. And the last time I was there, they were on pink ice. Tonight they were not. So that was a lot of fun. We're gonna get into it here because I've got about oh, I don't know thirty plus minutes of conversation that i recorded before i and drove the uh, three hours here to poplar bluff and the best part about you doing the interview ahead of time is i can i just get to sit back and listen yeah. to it yeah, for figure. 30 minutes. go figure <laughs> go figure how that works anyway <laughs> so we'll i still get paid the you. same no matter what so it doesn't... <laughs> we'll play that for you here in just a matter of minutes um before we get to that though Stephen, we kicked off the uh what I'm calling the spotlight games uh, this past um, Friday night. And uh, I'm going to give you a rundown. First of all, I was at Maryville for uh, Maryville's home opener against uh, McKendry. And boy, it was domination from start to finish. Maryville wins 12 to 2. We'll get into that in a, in a minute. Um, but I'll tell you what's coming up. Listen to this schedule for the rest of September. 
On the 22nd, Friday night, I'm going to watch the midnight game between Liberty and Minot State. Oh, uh, I'm looking I'm, forward to you staying up that late. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. I've been practicing. <laughs> anyway, uh, in, in the early evening, I'm going to get Liberty women versus a team from Washington. And then later that night, I'm going to get Liberty again against Minot State game two of that series. Here's where it gets oh, interesting, a, though. That'll be good. Here's where it gets interesting. The 28th, 29th, and 30th, that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the following week, Adrian hosting Purdue Northwest at Adrian, um, Indiana Tech hosting Grand Valley State in Fort Wayne, and the University of Mary, the jump-ups from M2 to M1, hosting Illinois State in normal Illinois. And I, Some people don't want me to go there because they don't think I fit in under the normal category, but I'm going anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, that they may be true on that. Uh, okay, okay, let me let me uh, let me run down my my schedule here. Uh, oh let's boy, see. <laughs> let's see. Uh, well, I'm in Vegas. I'll be in Vegas t- tomorrow. I'll be in Vegas again on Saturday. I'll be in Vegas again <laughs> next week. Uh, oh, some please. preseason games for the hot NHL and and uh, training <laughs> camp, and maybe I'll check out a UNLV practice. And you know, but I, I my 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 ventures are. Uh, uh, my my adventures might be uh, jumping around on my on my uh, on my tablet here, my iPad, to uh, maybe catch some different games. But uh, I'm not doing the the driving and the moving around like you. I leave that all to you because you're you're the master at that. I just, you know me. I travel in style. If I go somewhere, I'm gonna fly fly an hour or whatever, get in there, get yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I know. So that- <laughs> and, and Paul Hornstein likes to think I'm the king. Yeah, come on. Let's figure out who. Really well, you are the king. There's no question about that. There's no question about <laughs> anyway, that. Anyway, so uh, tomorrow I will get over to. Nashville. Just make sure you pick up the rose petals wherever you go, like Paul said the yeah. other night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, I will get over to Nashville tomorrow and visit with our friends from Tennessee State, and uh, get the lowdown on what their plans are. And then, um, Mayor, I'm still a little sketchy whether I can get to Georgia or not. Uh, in this process, but we'll find out uh, if I can get down there and see that new building before I head up to Lynchburg. Um, the midnight game is the optimal thing there, so we'll see how that all plays out. Um, now, now you're gonna be you're you're gonna be making a stop in in uh, New Jersey too, I believe, coming up too, right? You might be visiting Paul's palatial estate pretty soon. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go from Lynchburg to uh, West Point to see the Army um, head coach Brian Riley. Then that Monday, I will go down uh, to Long Island and Northwell uh, practice facility of the New York Islanders and the home of the Long Island uh, Sharks. Paul Hornstein and I will be doing a live broadcast uh, oh, Monday boy. night I bet with he's looking Brett for- Riley. I bet he's looking forward to seeing you in his, uh, oh, his history. Oh, he is. Yeah, then we're going to venture over to uh, Atlantic City and spend our 33rd wedding anniversary uh, on the beach shores of uh, Atlantic City. So there we go. <laughs> That's all a, you need to know. What a what a wonderful place to spend an anniversary. <laughs> oh, please, shush. It's a beautiful Harris property. Stop it. Okay, anyway. Harris. Okay, that's fine. As long as it's not other properties over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a beautiful Harris property. That's why I go there. Just don't anyway. just just don't go to a, just don't go to a certain golf course around around that area. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all good. <laughs> We're all good. Okay, so let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back, and I'll play the interview for you with uh, head coach Jeremy Law and assistant coach Cliff Cook from Drury University. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
championship pedigree, world-class coaching, first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Harrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. With a big school hockey feel, all of the educational advantages of a private education. For information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. University of Arizona Wildcats return to the Tucson Arena September 29th. Join the tradition and become a part of the legacy of hockey in the old Pueblo. Cheer on your five-time Cactus Cup champions as the Wildcats pursue a national championship after a promising offseason of key roster additions. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org for schedule and ticket information and follow us on social media. Bear down and rise up. Looking to extend your hockey career at a high level? Then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. Ice Dogs Hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. Go to UGAHockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build the limitless future ahead for University of Georgia Hockey. Looking to find the right place to fit your academic needs with a chance to play championship-level college hockey? Then Indiana Tech could just be that place. In less than a decade, the Warriors have played for two national championships, appeared in the last four national tournaments, and won six regular season and conference tournaments. Off the ice, majors in not just the tech fields, but communications, criminal justice, and more can get your career off to that same kind of championship start. For more information, visit us online at indianatechwarriors.com or at indianatech.edu. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at women's D1 LSSUACHAHockey.com and see if the school-rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State women's hockey, the small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. 
sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. New challenges, new level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on rivals Minot State, Jamestown University, and national powers Missouri State, Illinois State, and Colorado State as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to GoYouMary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Um, I don't know, about three hours outside of Springfield, about halfway between Springfield and Nashville, I'm told. So we'll find out tomorrow if it really is. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that vibrant, beautiful championship city, of Las Vegas, Nevada, where I understand there was a few raindrops falling today. Stephen, <laughs> yes. um, as I said in the open, it's time to talk Drury hockey. So uh, how was your day uh, in the rain? Uh, it was it was, uh, it was, was fine. I mean, it, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> well, you don't I, like rain? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't, if, when it rains, I... I melt like the like the wicked witch of the. <laughs> no, I, I love it. It Are was. You ready it was to talk about Drury Panther hockey. Not only was the rain, there was a little bit of hail too. That was the really interesting thing about it. It was interesting because the weather people, the weather experts, meteorologists, whatever you want to call them, I guess they're meteorologists. But um, they they said, oh, it was maybe a ten percent chance of some some rain today. Probably won't be much of anything. And then, <laughs> sure enough, of this in the afternoon, it was it was a. <laughs> This cell this all of a sudden developed and started raining and rained pretty good. We got the hail and and uh, some streets flooded, of course. So it was uh, it was interesting. It's one of those things where it's like a ten percent chance, but uh, it's it's one of those. You got all ten percent. All right, let's not mess around here. We got we got Drury Panther hockey to talk about. So here we go. This is my visit today with the head coach Jeremy Law and assistant coach Cliff Cook at uh, that beautiful Jordan Valley Ice Center. All right, welcome back in hockey fans to the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy on the road again, as you can about imagine. Made my way to Springfield, Missouri for a very good reason. Um, there's a hockey team down here, uh, ACHA hockey team that's making waves, big waves. Drury University, M2 program, but if you look at the guy sitting across from me, head coach Jeremy Law, you're going to go, this is M1 all the way. Um they're a class act from top to bottom. And I thought, you know what? I got to go down and see my good friend Jeremy again. Um, came over from Missouri State. Actually moved across the hallway, which is really cool. But Jeremy, first of all, welcome in. 
Hey, thank you so much, Scott. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the, the kind words there too. So, Okay, so here we go. Um, you leave Missouri State, you come across, you don't even have to leave town. Uh, move your locker room and your office across the hallway. Tell us how it all came about and how excited you are. I can see the smile on your face, so I know you're ha- in a happy place. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it here. And uh, for, for me and my family, it, it made sense. Um, I was at the end of my contract with Missouri State, and um, I know Drury was looking for a, for a coach, so I uh, had con- been contacted by them, and um, just kind of the timing worked perfect for us, and uh, I brought Cliff with me and uh, my assistant coach, and uh, we couldn't be happier. Yeah, uh, Drury is, uh, is is a private school. Um, they, they put a, a lot of effort into, you know, housing a hockey team here, and they want to see us succeed, so... Uh, they give us the resources to do so. So, yeah, we're, we're happy and off and rolling. Okay, so you told me that uh, your M2, you're, you'd like to move up to the M1 level. Hard to put a team together, an M1 team together, when you're not M1 yet. So there's lots of things to do on the on the back channels and things like that. We know that. But what can we expect from the, uh, the Panthers this season at the M2 level? How good are you going to be? It's, uh, it's a good question. I... Uh, Try to try to be humble. I think uh, we have a good team here, obviously, and we worked really hard in the off season. And uh, we had 22 returners. Uh, we added 13 new guys, so um, we have a heavy roster. But uh, we felt it important to to bring in another influx of guys to help us, you know, be very competitive at this level. So our our plan, all obviously, the ultimate goal for us is to be at the back at the, the M1 level, and. Um, you know, we're just focusing on being successful here at M2. So, um, you know, we just had one weekend so far. I'll be honest, coaching uh, six six years of Division One, I, I don't know what to expect at this level. Um, I, I know, like, where our jury team would fit in at the at the M1 level, and I don't think we're far off from being there. So, Okay, so you make the transition here. As I sit with you here in the concession lobby area between the two uh, ice sheets, what a beautiful place this is. And I walked into your locker room and I'm going side to side. I'm like, this is like mirror images. Are they pretty much mirror images from Missouri State? Yeah, yeah they're, they are exactly the same locker room, just like I said, across the hall. So, yeah, it was an easy move for us. And uh, I actually used to be in that locker room when I first moved here, coaching the Springfield Express in the, in the Western States Hockey League. So uh, I'm uh, familiar with that room. And so I've actually switched from uh, – uh, the, the east side to the west side, now back to the east side of, of the hallway there. So, um, yeah, we're, we're excited and a uh, beautiful rink, uh, Jordan Valley Ice Park, uh, two-sheeter arena, uh, about 1,200 on each side. And uh, we're like two minutes from campus too. So for our guys, I know a lot of the guys that live downtown in apartments, they just walk to the rink. And um, for, for us, we have a uh, – Cliff and I have a uh, – office on campus and we have one at the rink so it's a real nice setup tell me about the university itself and their dedication i can tell like your logos are first class your t-shirts your hats your uniforms uh they went all in first class so talk a little bit about the desire of them to uh have a quality hockey program and how far would they like to see this go yeah so our, our school is celebrating its 150th anniversary this year so um, there's a lot of very prideful school, and there's a lot, uh, a lot we're doing with the 150th anniversary this year. So um, I know when, when COVID hit, uh, we dropped from about 
an enrollment of 2,000 students down to about 16, 1,700. So that was their decision to add um, the, the non-NCAA teams, and, and hockey was one of them they decided to add. So uh, I know en- enrollment numbers are important to them, but also uh, having something they could be proud of and, and prideful of. So um, they, we, we are about, obviously, success in the classroom, but also success uh, on the ice as well. So, uh, yeah, they, they want to see us succeed. They want us to do well. And, uh, and Cliff and I are very, very passionate coaches and uh, definitely definitely like to have a first-class organization. Okay, so tell me about the schedule first, and then I'll let you tell me about the roster. Then we'll jump in and get a little uh, word from Cookie or two. So uh, the schedule, we uh, when, when Cliff and I took over, we had about half our schedule already um, put together from last year's coach and uh the first thing we did um we felt very important that we eliminate the division three teams we were playing um if our goal is to play at the d1 level um you know we gotta we gotta raise the bar of our competition so um we were a little late you know signing on and a lot of teams had their schedules full already but um we kind of scoured the country and tried to piece together uh 28 game schedules was our ideal number and that's what we that's what we were able to achieve and um uh, we wanted all Division Two teams and, and then the highest caliber Division Two teams we could play. So we were real fortunate. Um, the previous coach had some good good opponents on the schedule, and we uh, we got you know, Iowa on the schedule, Lindenwood, who's who's a top five team every year, and um, Maryville. We played them four times, and um, going up to Marquette this this weekend. So um, I know they're going to be strong too. So uh, we just want to play the highest level talent caliber we could play and to, to improve our game and see where we stand so let's go, to the, let's go right back to the roster tell me about these guys that you got going where's the strength lie from what you've seen so far for just one weekend but where do you like your team and what do you want to improve on yeah i think uh so we had two really good goaltenders who were returning and i, I wanted to add one more piece of the puzzle there so uh, I think Cliff will agree. We our our strength this year is definitely our goaltending. We have three, three who I think could be number one goalies at the D one level. So our our goaltending is very stout, and um, uh, we added uh, five five or six new defensemen as well, um, and then an, I think uh, five or six forwards. So um, we uh, I had some guys that I've been talking to for the Division one team at Missouri State. So. When I made this transition over, about half of them that I was recruiting for, for Missouri State decided to come with me over to Jury, even though it's a, a step down in the levels right now. So we have some, we definitely have some guys that I thought would be impact guys at the D1 level. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. And um, we have a total, uh, Cliff, help me out here, thir- 13 Canadians. Uh, no, not, nine Canadians, 13 new guys we added. So. Uh, but we're kind of just been recruiting all over the country too. So, okay. So we get the schedule done. We got the roster done. Um, talk a little bit more about this transition because it looks kind of seamless. You talked about moving across the hallway and things like that. Um, any animosity between Missouri state losing the caliber of coaches? Cause I know the caliber of people and coaches that you are, um, any animosity or is this kind of something you guys have been able to work out together? No, it was uh, it was very uh, uh, it was a mutual respectful departure. So um, I have a lot of respect for that organization. They they treated me very well for six years, and 
Um, I, I know they hired a uh, Tom Winkler, who's a, who's become a good friend here, and uh, I know he's a really good coach too. So I wish nothing but the success for that program. Um, but up until when we play them, and, and then of course uh, it'll be it'll be competitive then. So um, right now, being at different levels and, and not playing against them, it's it's a little little easier. But uh, I, I'm hoping in the next year or two we'll we'll be on their schedule and uh, kind of see where we match up. Okay, until that happens, though, you guys are uh, sharing facilities, and uh, I'm sure you're going to be competing, kind of, um, you know, for players and whatever. But when you look at Springfield as a town, and all of a sudden you're on the verge of having two M1 uh, ACHA programs in the same building, how's the town received you guys? Yeah, well, our, our home opener is uh, not this weekend, but next weekend coming up. So I'll, I'll be excited to see. We did a inter-squad scrimmage here, and we had about 150 fans show up, which was it was a Saturday afternoon, and it was beautiful outside. So I was really impressed and uh, quite surprised, actually. So we didn't do a lot of advertising for that. and uh, we, we seem to have a pretty good following right now, and uh, I'm excited to see what, what we pull in against Maryville next weekend. Um, and then as far as, you know, having two teams in town, I think uh, for the city of Springfield, I'm, I, you know, more hockey and more good teams is going to just going to help, you know, drive hockey in this area. So I, I can't wait till when we are. That'll be quite a rival when we're both at the at the M1 level and playing against each other. So uh, this rank, I mean, we used to have that kind of riv- rivalry with Mizzou uh, when Mizzou was a uh, Division One team and we were playing them. Um, or sorry, they were a Division Two team, but. Missouri State always played them, and we we put fourteen, fifteen hundred in here, and it, it was nuts. So I'm looking forward to those days. So, okay, two final ones for you. The last one will be your opportunity to uh, recruit, so to speak, tell the fans, the players, uh, why they should uh, come here and support you. The first one I want to know though is uh, when you're getting set up to do this day in and day out, what drives you personally? What excites you still? Six years at at uh, Missouri State, before that, the junior teams and where you've been, what excites you still? Because to me, you look like you got a lot of energy right now. Is it just the newness and everything, or is it always there? Yeah, I think it's always there. I I'm obviously grew up in Saskatchewan when I started skating when I was two years old, so I, I could not imagine doing any other job than, than being a full-time hockey coach. So I absolutely love it. it. It doesn't seem like work to me. It's It's fun coming to the rink. It's uh, fun trying to build your team and um, just being on the road with the guys and you know being competitive um, uh, that that's what I love the most just the competitive nature and striving to you know put together a good product on the ice and um, being here at Drury uh, I love the school um, I love the campus feel um, one thing you know being at Missouri State I didn't really have a campus presence you know we being a club sport and here being a school sport at, at uh, Drury I have a campus, you know, an office on campus, so I'm a lot more intertwined with the, the campus life and um, being in touch with my players. And and then our program here, we, we practice four days a week. Um, we have a strength and conditioning coach four days a week. Um, just it, it's very professional and first class. And uh, the school doesn't cut any corners. Um, the the budget they've given us to work with is uh, we treat our players very very well here. So. Okay, this one's all you. Sales pitch to your players, fans, uh, whatever it's going to take to sell Drury Ice Hockey to everybody. 
honestly, the school, it's a, it's a top-notch school. Uh, it's a smaller school, so if, if you're looking for the, you know, the big party-style atmosphere, we're not, you know, we're not the Arizona States or, you know, anything like that, but it's a, it's a great school, a beautiful rink as you're sitting here, Scott, you, you can see, and, um, like I said, we're, we're a competitive team, and a good place to go to school, so you can't, can't beat that, honestly. Um, we treat our players well, and, um, I think the reputation, uh, coming from the guys, so we'll speak highly of us, you know, down the road. Coach Jeremy Law, I appreciate your time as always. Thanks for uh, having me in, and uh, good luck. Best of luck all season long. All right, we're back. We're still here. It's the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you in Springfield, Missouri. What a gorgeous day. Last time I came here was a gorgeous day until nighttime, and then all of a sudden it downpoured. Uh, I understand it can downpour in Springfield, but I don't think it's going to downpour on Drury University Ice Hockey. Uh, Jeremy Law was just with us on the first uh, few minutes of the show. Now I've got assistant coach Cliff Cook with me, who's got three titles, probably wearing seven hats, uh, something like that. Uh, Cookie, good to see you. And uh, as I told you off uh, off recording, you look great and you look happy. Are you? I am very happy. Yeah, it's, it's exciting times for us. I mean, obviously it was bittersweet uh, leaving Missouri State, place where I am now an alum. Officially, as of last December, um, and you know, got to spend obviously time there with Jeremy the last three years. Who, as you know, he and I have this is now the third team we've coached together. Right. We've known each other over twenty years and been close friends off the ice as much as on. So, no, uh, we're in a good place. Uh, it was the transition was smooth, but at the same time, it's still difficult when you spend a lot of time in one place. That was the longest I had been in one spot coaching in my career which doesn't sound like much in three years, but you know how this, this yeah, business absolutely. is. So, um, yeah, a lot of people over there that we, you know, still care about, still good friends with, still golfing buddies with and all that. But, uh, you know, it's it's a new new time for us. New time for sure. And uh, when I came in, you showed me the locker room, and it's literally across the hall, as I mentioned with Jeremy. It's pretty cool. Uh, I like the fact that you got the eyes on the door just so you can kind of keep – Keep track because you guys will be on one sooner rather than later. Um, let's keep our fingers crossed on that one. Um, but what I like about you guys, and part of the reason I started this podcast and renamed it is, I'm looking for passionate teams that want to win championships. And I can tell by walking through the door into your locker room, you guys want to win championships sooner rather than later, don't you? Certainly. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, you – certain places you go even when i was coaching the juniors you'd have a boss or a team owner and, and the same thing was here where they said well you know we don't care if you win or lose we want you to get the the enrollment here we want you guys to graduate and all that but at the end of the day they want you to be successful and we said no we we're gonna win we that's what we're here for we're here to win it was the same thing in missouri state it's the same thing now we want to win and with winning hopefully sooner rather than later will be that jump to division one which is what you know our ultimate goal is I know Jeremy's got, and we both do, frankly, you know, five-year plans and beyond of hopefully a rink on campus and things like that. But the immediate goal, as soon as possible, is to get to that Division One status. And, you know, we will work every path we can to get there. But at the end of the day, it's also about success on the ice, too, to, to make that happen. And, you know, we're off to a decent start after two games. Maybe not the toughest opponent we'll play all year, but we still had to go get the wins. Um, so we're, we're excited about what the future holes and, and the big goals we have. 
It's no surprise uh, there's a difference between M1 and M2, not only in the player ability level, but when it comes down to regionals, tournament time, uh, M1, you just tried to get inside that top 20, and now it's top 24. Um, but now it's a little different. It's one-and-done regional-style play. Uh, you get into the national tournament, there's more teams, more competition. Um, you looking forward to that when we get to spring? We are, and, and part of our goals, and, and you know, they – could be lofty in some people's eyes but we think they're realistic is to potentially not even worry about regionals be that top two team in the region and get the automatic bid you know and that again people might say well drew university in the second year you guys were 139th or whatever in the country last year how's that they don't know what's in our room we know what's in our room i know the work jeremy put in this summer to recruit the guys that are here the returners that have a ton of talent that just didn't get the development they needed last year and, you know, we're, we're very excited. You know, I don't know if Jeremy mentioned, we, we have a carryover on the staff even, Brett Lathan. And Brett can't say enough good things about Brett. He kept this thing together last year through some pretty tough times. And the guys all respect what he does. And that's created some of that cohesion from between the two groups. And you mentioned the smooth transition, which is just helping us in that build to the big goals we have. And, yeah, I mean, we've got those short-term goals like every team does in the long term. The short term is if we can't get the top two, you know, in the region to get the automatic bid, we're going to go to regionals and hopefully do our best and get to nationals. Because, again, all of that is just building towards getting to Division One. So you're very familiar with the junior ranks. You're very familiar with the M1 ranks, the M2 ranks. Is there a difference in dealing with players, or is it still the same age players? And you know, I mean, because sometimes you got players that maybe have a chip on their shoulder because they didn't get um, the opportunity somewhere else, and they came on. Do you, do you see that, or not really? There is a little of that. Um, I don't think we have as much here because of the quality of player we went for, not just on the ice but off the ice. You know, and that's evident in the fact that. You know, I, I don't know how many other, and I'm sure there are, but you know, Division Two ACHA teams have NCAA transfers. We've got two of them, um, including one that was a has two years of NCAA experience. Um, he was a junior, and so we, as much as any coach will say this, we truly went after quality people as well because we didn't want to deal with that. We we want guys with a chip on the shoulder. Don't get me wrong, because that you know gets them a little angry on the ice and, you know, up to their play. You know, why am I not at the division one level? Why did I not get an NCAA offer? But as you and I have talked about, you know, these days I don't see a massive difference there, you know, top NCAA teams. Sure. But overall, I think people are finally starting to get the hint that ACHA hockey is something to be reckoned with. And it's, you know, nice to see that among the, the top junior leagues as well. As you said, I coached juniors for years. Jeremy did as well. I'm as guilty of this as anyone, which is surprising considering I started out in the ACHA with Iowa State, and I had my own, as we've discussed, had my own issues there. But, you know, it was, it didn't have the greatest reputation. But then once you're there, and it's easy to say that from the outside, but once you're in, you go, wait a minute, this is great hockey. Division two has great hockey. Is there lower level hockey that's not as great? Sure, but you can get that anywhere. Uh, Division one hockey is fantastic. Are there bottom end teams that, probably shouldn't be there sure but you get that even in ncaa at times so i think the reputation is finally getting the recognition it deserves and so with that in mind the players don't necessarily you know kind of poo-poo the idea of playing at this level 
You know, they're not turning their nose up at it. You know, we fully recruited as if we were a Division One team already. And that's why, the, you know, the 13 guys we brought in fit that mold. And we definitely have a Division One roster. Um, and I think hopefully that will prove out throughout the year. It's up to us now to continue that trend. Okay, this one, uh, I'm going to open a can of worms here. <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. Um, you and I talked during the, the COVID times, and we all talked about what this could mean for hockey. A lot of people told me on and off the record, this could be a death blow for the sport. It's too expensive, and all the things that go into, you know, it's bodily contact, and this virus was out there, and we didn't know where it was going to go. And all of a sudden, we get through the virus, and here's what I've noticed, Cliff, and you tell me if you think it's true. Um, you remember uh, a couple of years ago, I took a tour, a month-long tour, to see a bunch of different places, a bunch of different level of hockey, and I was impressed between 16 and 26, how good and how close the competition was getting. It's gotten even better. Um, so COVID not only made things better, but I think that COVID year, and I'm using air quotes on that, that was given to a lot of play, a lot of players and they took advantage of, I think that brought the level of play up. It, it made a, created a need for more spots, more locker room spots, more teams, the whole way. So, so we got that. Then we see, like, at the NCAA level, um, they added teams instead of subtracted. Um, people started to buy in. Arizona State continued to build an arena. They have an out 5,000-seat building, and it's the third revenue generator at the university's biggest in the country. Um, so I think what I'm seeing, and the question to you is, are you seeing the same thing, that this since COVID, things have gotten better? Yeah, surprisingly, I, I think so. But I also think... The trend was already there. COVID might have put a pause on it. And, uh, you know, I was one of those that I think like a lot of people, but maybe even more so than others, took that very seriously and still do. And uh, that said, I do think in some ways, it, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way, it kind of weeded out some things too. And you used back then the term a lot, the relevancy. And you could tell the programs that, were in it for the right reasons and even if that meant they had to shut down they shut down with purpose they had they kept things together and took care of their players made sure they were still doing the student thing first and as opposed to just the true kind of intramural style club teams that kind of went about the wayside and what that did is just elevated the level of play all around and then when new teams did come in that level was at a point where people demanded that and I think that was that was key and I think you're going to continue to see that you mentioned Arizona State getting a ring Arizona's getting a facility uh, you know there's others we're starting to hear rumors about as well and then you always hear the rumors about teams going NCAA Division One you know and, and some justifiably some maybe not so but and some maybe using that as a recruiting ploy you never know but um, yeah I think and again that's a long-term goal of ours here too but I, I think you know not that any of us wanted it to happen by any stretch of the imagination uh, because of just the horrific things that happened through it. But from a hockey, just purely hockey standpoint, yeah, you you were able to kind of weed out at the junior level and the college level, you know, some of those programs that just didn't quite have what it takes to be successful and the ones that stayed now, and which is, again, going back to our situation, trying to go to Division One, it's what makes it harder. 
you know, they are demanding of certain things. And that's the expectations we're trying to meet, not just on our end, but on their end. Um, and you can trace some of that back to a couple of years ago. So, I, I, yeah, I think it did change things. Uh, we may look at it a little different, but in the end, we're getting the same result. Okay, um, I'm not going to keep you much longer because I know you got practice out there. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, he says. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just want to uh, get your thoughts on, first of all, coaching philosophy, and then second of all, let you sell this program uh, out there. But here's what I'm seeing, Jeremy. With this rise that we talked about in talent levels, and I look at, at the USA program, the, the national teams that we're producing, and I, I asked David Carl, the coach of the World Junior Team, I said, when you're building a team to win a gold medal, are you looking to build, because we all know you can take and get 25 or 26 top caliber players, but is that really how you win a championship? Or do you have to win a championship by finding the right players? Because if you have, for example, 10 top six style forwards and you bring them all with you, are they all going to buy in? The guys that got to play third and fourth line minutes, are they going to buy in and are they going to help you win a championship? So as a coach... And you're part of this. Um, what's your philosophy on that? And then go ahead and sell us a, a Drury program in this university. So I think there's a couple ways to look at it. And to use the old Herb Brooks idea of 1980, um, which is near and dear to my heart because I went to high school up there at Lake Placid, and that was my home rink. Uh, but I think it depends on the scenario. If you're talking world juniors or you're talking – uh, the World Cup of hockey that Jeremy participated in with Team Canada this summer, which was phenomenal success for the ACHA. If you're looking at a scenario like that, and this is why one of those teams did better than the other, is one team structured their system much like Herb Brooks did, said getting the right guys for right situations, and another team just picked all the best players they could find. Right. Well, you know which team won. Yeah. It was the one that picked the right guys. Yeah. When you're talking about a full season of hockey, I think it's a different scenario. Um, I, I think when you're spreading things out over, you know, 28, 30-plus games, especially in juniors when you're talking 50, 60 games, you're looking for top talent, and you have time to kind of put players in the spots that make the most sense for them. Do you still want those grinders and those fourth-line guys that can take? Sure, absolutely. But I think it definitely depends on the scenario. Um, and, and those shorter you know, at most maybe 10 games, yeah, you need you need role guys. You need specific things. And as much as you still do it, you know, in our full season things, it's not – I don't think it's as important. Um, yes, you obviously want the right guys for a lot of other reasons. But if you can have, you know, top six guys up and down your lineup, you're going to win a lot of games. And now the key is, as you know more than anybody, our situation now at D2 is a little bit different, but – I think one of those ways we got in trouble at Division One going to nationals with the one and done scenario, that's when you find out, well, where's your lineup really sit? Do you have that focus? Do you need a bunch of top guys to go score a bunch of goals, or do you need a more defensive minded team to sit back and, and maybe stop some things? And we unfortunately never quite hit on that as much as we thought we had. And some of it wasn't even just us. I mean, a couple of years ago, as much as we don't like to talk about it, give Adrian credit. They were obviously phenomenal team that year um were they that much better than us i still don't think so but they probably should have beat us no matter what maybe not where they got us but yeah um but yeah i think it just depends on the scenario for sure yeah 
as far as our program, I think Jeremy said it best earlier. You know, we it, it's ironic going between the two schools how the how the talk has changed. You know, at Missouri State, it's the big school experience and all that. Now it's and this is my preference. I was not a big school guy, even though I did graduate from there for obvious reasons. But um, it's the smaller school, the smaller class size. We really feel like not just as coaches compared to what we were there, but the students feel like you're really a part of it because it's small enough school where you almost have that village feel where everybody knows everybody. And even if you don't, it feels that way. And it's a very athletic school. Uh, I think something like 60 to 70% of the people on campus are involved in athletics in some way. Might even be higher. I don't know. Um, and, and just a great academic program there too, between our architecture, which is one of the top in the country, you know, the business school is, is phenomenal. We just added, it was just announced recently, an engineering department, uh, it was big, you know, and we have, which benefits not only our program, but the school itself. We have the alumni backing that really pushes things forward. I mean, the O'Reilly's, O'Reilly Auto Parts, they're based here in town. The whole family went to that school and still do. Obviously, everybody knows as now, well, maybe they haven't heard unless they saw what I posted. Bob Barker yeah. is a graduate. Yeah, uh, Dr. Bob Barker, as I discovered in the uh, in Shoemaker Hall over there, which is the communications uh, building. Um, I heard the other day, even though I, I thought he went to a different school, Johnny Morris from Bass Pro Shops is a jury alum. So there's a lot of backing. Um, and that funding, we just did our big fund drive this past week um, where every team raised a ton of money. And it's because that passion for not only building the athletic programs, whether it's NCAA or non-NCAA, it's building the school and you know trying to – it's keeping the small school feel, but building the programs to a point where, you know, we have a top academic institution to go along with a great athletic program. Well, if you don't want to play here now, I don't know what to tell you. Um, thanks so much for having me in. Thanks for coming on. Jeremy just made the announcement to me before you came on that you guys are going to be full-time partners with us, which I am thrilled at. Uh, when I look around, I see that you guys are it, right? You're the epitome of what I'm trying to do with you can watch practice for a little bit. The ice is a little different from the last time you were here. It's actually normal color again. Ooh, okay. Last time I said pink. It, it was pink last time, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll be ready for it. Uh, that is the assistant coach, Cliff Cook, from uh, Drury University. Um, the Panthers. I love it. I love it. All right, we'll be right back to wrap up another episode of the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. As a premier ACHA M1 university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. At some schools, winning the national championship is the goal. For Liberty's women's hockey program, it's the expectation. Winners of the last five national championships, Liberty women's hockey is the ACHAW1 standard. Be a part of the championship legacy on or off the ice with a first-class education, as well as serving your faith, community, and your game 
by visiting us at liberty.edu. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at womensd1lssuachahockey.com and see if the school-rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State Women's Hockey, a small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. Looking for the big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University, located in St. Louis, Missouri, could be for you. Fielding five teams across all divisions of the ACHA since 2018 and playing just minutes from campus in the 1,000-plus seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as they compete against ACHA powers like Ohio, Liberty, Minot State, and Illinois State. For more information about all things Maryville, visit maryville.edu. Experience the best of academics and athletics at Minot State University. At Minot State, we're not just a team. We're a family united by passion and determination. Achieve your academic goals while thriving in a supportive community. With a commitment to excellence both on and off the ice, we're shaping leaders with an 11 to 1 student-faculty ratio, over 1,200 scholarships awarded annually, and in-state tuition for all students. Experience education that goes beyond textbooks, propelling you towards a brighter future. Join Minot State University and be part of a legacy of success. Discover your potential at Minot State. Learn more at MinotStateU.edu. Minot State University. Be seen. Be heard. Be you. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 National Champions, four-time WCHL Champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Women's hockey is one of the fastest-growing sports in the country, and at Maryville University in St. Louis, having two ACHA women's teams allows young women to continue to play top-level hockey. Maryville Women's Hockey aligns with the university's core values to provide opportunities for growth as a player as well as the sport. The Maryville University Hockey Center is the place to get a first-class hockey experience and is just minutes from campus. For more information on Maryville Women's Hockey, go online to maryvillesaints.com.
Oklahoma Hockey, the action you crave, only faster. Visit us at OUHockey.net for scheduling and ticket information, whether it's season tickets, group outings for 15 or more, or just a single game ticket. Single game tickets are just $10 a piece, while OU students and staff are free with their IDs. Youth hockey players are also free if they come wearing their jerseys. If you can't make it to the Arctic Ice Arena to watch the Sooners, you can also support the Crimson and Cream by visiting our hockey shop by clicking the shop link at OUHockey.net. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM1 Hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelor's to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you and visit sdsuhockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. If you are thinking of joining a growing power to continue playing high-level college hockey, then Lake Superior State's ACHA M2 program could be right for you. In just two seasons under head coach Steve Canisto, the Lakers' M2 team continues its drive towards a national tournament bid, coming off the program's best season ever. For information about playing in this hockey-focused community, or if you're just interested in schedule and ticket information, visit our website at lssuacajhockey.com. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is, the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Poplar Bluff, uh, Missouri. My co-host is always, Stephen Marsh, who probably is uh, sitting back, relaxing, not doing a thing since I did all the work on this entire show. <laughs> Stephen from Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, um, oh sorry. Sorry, I was getting a little napped in. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I got a long day tomorrow. Uh, start a training camp. Start a training camp tomorrow, nine a.m. So I'm trying to get a little nap in now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Uh, the Drury guys are gonna slap you for that, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> uh, your thoughts on uh, Coach Law, <laughs> Coach Cook, and Drury University? Uh, well, I, I do. I do uh, enjoy hearing from them. I I, I really love their uh, passion for this level of hockey. In this case, it's level M2, but I'm talking about ACHA just in general and, and the success that they want to have uh, there and, and how they how important it is to uh, to the makeup of, of wherever they're at, in this case, Drury, or just that, you know, the makeup of, of college hockey or, you know, in this case, the ACHA. And, and you know, and I, sometimes a change can be a good thing and for them, it's a it's a fresh start uh, across the hall. So she said they're not going very far, and it's a different level for now. So there's not direct competition with Missouri State. So there's a little bit of, uh, of that. So uh, you know they hope to get to Division One, and I can't see why they wouldn't be able to do that. They are certainly the right guys to, to be able to get it done. Um, I I just I think it's it's going to be exciting to to see how they do. Plus, they partnered with us, so that's a good thing. They see the value in. And what we do, or at least 
you know, they, they, they tolerate that I'm involved, but, you know, do it for your sake. So <laughs> that's, that's good. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I did enjoy when they came out to Vegas. You know, I, I remember, you know, that I got to meet them when they came out to Vegas and uh, after their 22 and a half hour uh, bus ride they had out here when they were still with Missouri State and, and uh, talked with them, of course, because I was feeling on doing the UNLV broadcast. So I was getting some intel on them and stuff. And, uh, and you know, they, I enjoyed my conversations with them. And so it's, uh, like I said, they... They care about their team. They, you know, I, I was looking over there in those games, and you could see that, you know, they when things weren't going well, you, you, they could feel it. They they took it to heart and stuff, and and that's what you want as a, as a coach and as, as somebody that runs a program. And and it's always I always found it so, that's so great that these two have continued to be together, you know, and that they they coach well together. They know each other well, and that they both were able to make this move together, which is really cool. Yep, absolutely, and uh, nothing but uh, positive things going around uh, with Drury University from uh, top to bottom, as I said earlier. So our thanks to uh, to Cliff Cook and Jeremy Law for joining me and allowing me to come in, and more importantly, for becoming partners. Plus a school that's responsible for Bob Barker is a, is a great <laughs> thing because Bob Barker was a treasure <laughs> in the American culture. Dr. You're Bob not going to forget Bob, are you, ever? <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay, let's let's wrap it up by, as I said earlier, um, I think we got somebody that wants to, oh, I thought we had somebody who wanted to call in, so I was going to check with them. But uh, anyway, um, I want to wrap things up by talking about the first spotlight game. As you know, I try to make it to as many games as I can, and September is the month that I can get out and see a lot of our ACHA teams because the NCAA season hasn't started, uh, nor has the American Hockey League season. So, uh, this is fun for me. I really enjoy getting around and, and spending last Friday night at Maryville and just watching the enthusiasm for a home opener. Uh, they all had black T-shirts. I think there were like 1,000 given away. The student section yeah, was they had packed. a blackout. They had a blackout. Uh, they had a big tailgate out before the game, like an hour and a half before the start of the game, and people were enjoying themselves. The, uh, the university president, the athletic director, all those people were involved and came out and supported everything going on. Uh, in Chesterfield, Missouri as well. And I can see the exact same thing starting to happen here um, in Springfield, both for Missouri State and for Drury. I mean, this community, uh, and I'm talking about Springfield now, loves their hockey. And uh, they have a beautiful building and they have um, the ability to get their guys and advance them to the next level. So I'm, I'm rooting for these guys. I want to see them get to M1 as quickly as possible. And I want to see what they can do when they get to that level. So we'll uh, we'll keep following them. And uh, we're happy to have them uh, on as partners. You'll be hearing from them multiple more times. Yeah, the other the other thing I'll mention was he, you could hear, I think there was a little bit of a, of a dig in when Cliff Cook was speaking about um, using, trying, you know, using the fact that you may go Division One as a, as a recruiting tool, saying that there might be some schools that are doing that, which can't be the case, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at oh, all, but uh, okay, it might be the case. <laughs> that, it might, that, might be the case, uh, Stephen. That just talks about the competitiveness, right? I mean, these teams yes. want to win. They want to yes. fight for the best yes. players. They want to do whatever it takes. And sometimes maybe they cross the line. Maybe they don't. I'm not saying one way or the other. All I'm telling you is that if you are competitive and you want to win, you do what it takes to get it done. And uh, all of our teams uh, that we – and that's exactly why we're doing the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 because we're after teams, and we still have room, by the way, 
that want to be yeah, successful. Sorry, Canada. want to win national championships. That's what it's about. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, sorry to Canada, by the way, since it's the American collegiate hockey uh, uh, thing. But uh, I'm going to mention also about Maryville, too, is uh, we can't forget this fact. I, I don't know if I'm doing this because I want to be a marked man or what, but Maryville actually in their first game on Thursday got down one nothing, and then they came back and, and, and <laughs> took over the game and, and stuff. So they almost led wire to wire, but they actually surrendered the first goal of the season uh, to McKendry, but then they, they bounced back quite quite all right. and. <laughs> and, and, and one in convincing fashion on Thursday. And then on Friday, they dominated from, from start to finish. They got off, uh, let's see, they scored seven times in the first period. And, uh, and then, of course, it, was a, it ended up being a 12-2 to game uh, in the second game. And then the first game, it ended up being a a 4-3 uh, a to three win uh, in that yes. one. So, uh, yep. yep. And, yeah, so and not, not forgetting about the rest of our teams. Other teams got underway, too. Uh, uh, off to two and all starts. So we'll, uh, we're working right now on posting a, uh, update every Monday, uh, of the standings of all the teams in our American collegiate hockey top 20. So if you want even more exposure, man, tell your coaches, tell your administrators to hop on board. $25 a month is dirt cheap, uh, to get your name out there as often as you do with us year round, not just during the hockey season, all summer long while you're recruiting and fundraising and all that. So, uh, that's my little soapbox for, for joining us. I think we've got five or six spots left um, to join us, and that's men's and women. That's M1, M2. Um, if, you're, if you're looking to win championships, we're looking to help you. And uh, that's what it's all about. So, all right, without any further ado, Stephen, take it away. And a couple other things, because I just wrote it down on my, or typed it down on my notes here. Uh, Central Oklahoma was another one of our teams, had a big weekend too. They, they got off to a strong start, uh, sweeping Alabama, and then uh, Lake Superior State, one of our D2 teams that, that's on board with us, uh, split over the weekend uh, with Michigan Tech. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, and there's a lot of teams, and of course it's hard for us to keep track of them on, on our show, so I like that idea of putting it up on, on X and our social media platforms. And, and, and the website. Uh, and getting that out there. And the website, too, yes. And uh, and when, when we'll mention some here on the show, too, as, as, as time goes on. So uh, we're, just happy, we're just happy. We're just happy. We're underway. More teams will get underway as, as, the, as the, the weeks go on. Uh, and within the next couple of weeks, almost every team in the ACHA will have played a game. So uh, we'll be fully underway here just uh, before we know it. But it seems like we're already fully underway, but we'll really be fully underway uh, in the next couple of weeks here when almost every team will have played a game by then. All right, take it away. Yep, let me get to this now from the Summer Skate Studios. This is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast presented by IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University, bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at Liberty.edu, Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. We keep you supplied with all of the gear you need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma. First-class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Topgolf, reserve a bay or a meeting room for your next corporate outing at topgolf.com. Adrian College, 
championship hockey culture, and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at summerskates.com and show your game in style. San Diego State Hockey. Sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find one of our over 400 locations in 20 states nationwide. Oklahoma University Hockey. The action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platforms at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show. And I know we're running out of time, but I did want to mention the uh, Georgia uh, Bulldogs, too, getting a, a, a win. Uh, over the uh, Gamecocks in their home opener, three to two, this past weekend. So, congrats to them as well. Good stuff. Way to keep up. I like it. All right, we'll say another Fine. big thank you, you to the guys from. You keep Curry signing these teams on, so it keeps me. It keeps making me busier and busier. <laughs> but I'll try to keep up. <laughs> Good work. All right, our thanks to the guys from Drury University, head coach Jeremy Law, assistant coach Cliff Cook for joining us tonight. Uh, really, really great to see you guys. Great to have you on as partners right now and. Thanks so much for hooking me up because you guys are really good at keeping me in swag. All right, we'll say goodnight with a little uh, Roger yeah, Clancy. You just love the free stuff. De Niro. You just love the free stuff. <laughs> <laughs>